Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Fae podcast. Here on Pop Culture Fae, we take a look at movies, TV shows, comics, and other popular media through the lens of the queer folks of society. I am Miller C. Lashbrook, and I am your host on your journey through the forest of the Fae. In today's episode of the Pop Culture Fae Podcast, we will talk with our first guest, my fiance, uh, Zach Marion, about a silly topic in honor of Father's Day this past Sunday time of recording, which is the topic of gay Disney dads. Then I will end, of course, with my weekly recommendations. Today we have my best friend, my partner, my fiance, the love of my life, Zach Marion, on to discuss our topic, gay (laughs) Disney dads. Uh, This was not only inspired by this past Sunday time of recording being Father's Day, uh, but also uh, Rowan Ellis's YouTube video titled 32 Disney Characters Who Should Have Been Gay and they have a section of that video that is all about kind of the trope of gay Disney dads. So, hi, welcome, hon. Welcome hi. to my Thank podcast. <laughs> Today, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about those gay dads of Disney's. But first, um, go ahead and tell my audience a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do and who you are. Okay. Uh, about me. Well then, uh, my name is Zach. I am your fiance. So, um, I am, let's see, I teach college English. Um, I have a creative writing degree. Uh, I grew up in Ohio, uh, and now I live down in Florida. So, uh, I've always been a Disney fan, um, but now I get to live in Orlando and get to go to Disney all the time. So that's pretty great. And so, just so you all know, uh, Disney is one of our overlapping yep. fandoms. Star Wars and Marvel, for sure, are overlapping fandoms for us. Uh, but what are some fandoms that you have that I don't necessarily, um, uh, nece- are that I'm not as enthusiastic about as you are? Yeah, I, I think I'm the big gamer. Uh, so uh, <laughs> With a Y. Yes, gamer, gamer with a Y. Yeah. Um, definitely big on World of Warcraft. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen things like that. Um, I think other fandoms I have, let's see, uh, horror, obviously, is one of my big uh, ones. So I Yes, think you've indoctrinated me into the, the cult of horror yeah. uh, since we've been together. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, let's see, Lord of the Rings is my... my yes, yeah, Tolkien, yep. you're a Tolkien head. And... Um, Star Trek is Star Trek, definitely yes. something that you yep. have more experience with than than I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's first start by defining what a gay Disney dad is. So do you want to do that for the for the audience? Kind of define what we're talking about today. 
uh, with gay Disney dads. Uh, so I think we've essentially narrowed it down to um, at least, I think we're going with two masculine presenting characters uh, who have taken responsibility for another individual, uh, whether that be a child or just another character. Um, but the two of them are working in tandem with each other, essentially, to raise uh, another character. Yeah, so we essentially have two, like you said, masculine presenting or yeah, uh, male characters that, for just so the audience is clear, are not canonically necessarily queer, but are co-parenting some sort of other character. Um, the examples we're going to talk about today, five of those are from D Disney Animation, and then we have one Pixar example uh, as well. Uh, and so we're going to approach today's topic in chronological order to try and really unpack this tradition that has seemingly been kind of baked into the Disney canon of these uh, queer-coded Disney co-parents, uh, if you will. Uh, and I'm sure listeners are already thinking of some off the top of their head. Um, one we'll get to as we go through the chronological order, I'm sure was the first one to pop into mind, which I think was yours as well mm -hmm. when we were talking about this the other day. Um, so let's uh let's start off uh in 1953 in disney's peter pan uh the first kind of gay disney dads that we kind of discussed here is that of captain hook and smee uh now i'll i'll first start off by saying this is not a functional no co -parenting not. relationship um now let's define who the children are in this in this co-parenting situation. Um, what mean, do you think? Yeah, the the last boys obviously, but to an extent Peter as well. I think you could argue. Yeah, we get um, if any anybody who's seen the Star Child um, musical Twisted knows that Hook's uh, little line that he says in the song Twisted is. I want to teach the boy responsibility. So you could kind of look at Hook as this kind of parental figure trying to teach structure to Peter and the Lost yes. Boys. Um, but how does Smee kind of factor in there? I mean, Smee is really the one making everything happen. Uh, he is the- Yeah, shaving, shaving his face and everything. Yeah, they say behind every great man is- <laughs> It's a short man in a striped I shirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure, yeah, without me around, I don't think Captain Hook would have been able to, to keep the ship running. Uh, so I think Smee definitely takes on the more responsible role, the, the caregiver. And this is something that- we will actually kind of see through these co-parenting relationships as we go through here and as, as in our examples there tends to be one of the characters that is more neurotic more um kind of attentive to usually the small one the the safety of the child <laughs> and then there is usually yeah usually the small one and then we have 
our other co-parent, which seems to be more focused on things like empathy and caring, taking on more of in a heteronormative, I guess, uh, relationship, the gender role of the the mother in a yes. traditional heteronormative relationship. Um, and so with this one, I guess Hook would be the the more like father type figure. Yep. More stern, a little bit more aggressive in his approach. And then Smee is the one kind of talking Hook down, uh, managing things and trying to take care of the situation. Um, do, do we think that they are successful parents? Uh, I don't think any of their children <laughs> like them. So I think yeah, we could look at like our flag means death, and that shows you how to how a, a successful ah. can run a ship and earn the respect of their crew. So, Ed and Steed are like Hook and Smee as equals, yes. if you will. Yeah. I, I like that comparison. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched Our Flag Means yeah. Death on what HBO you Max, uh, it's gay pirates. What more of a pitch do you need? To, yeah. And it's Taika Watiti. Like, that's all the pitch that you need uh, to go watch that show. Um, let's move on to our, our next example here. So we have in 19... 19- 67 in the original animated version, but also again in the 2016 uh, live action CGI hybrid remake of The Jungle Book. We have Baloo and Bagheera. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously co parenting Mowgli. Um, the, tell me what you, how are you feeling about this one now? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen this movie in forever, so it's like it, it's way back there oh, yeah. in your in your consciousness. Yeah, the the Jungle Book story is interesting because it's almost like more of a it takes a village story hmm. to raise a child. You have oh I can't off the top of my head remember the character's name, the she wolf that is also raising Mowgli toward the beginning. Um, and then voiced by Lupita Nyong'o, I believe, in the newer Jungle Book. Uh, we'll get the research department on that one. Um, then we have Bagheera, the uh, the panther, or, or he's a jaguar, excuse me, um, helping to raise Mowgli. Then we have Baloo. Uh, and then you even have, like, the human influence on Mowgli as well as a character. Um, and let's see... Oh, Raksha is the name of the she the she wolf. Thank you. Um, the 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 thing that we see that's interesting with Bagheera and Baloo is their parenting style differences is a real point of contrast for them as characters. Mm-hmm. Baloo, I mean, he has a whole song about kind of the bare necessities, yeah. be, just being carefree and kind of taking life as it comes to you. Whereas Bagheer is much more concerned with safety, mm-hmm. with Mowgli being a successful jungle boy, <laughs> in a way. And that is a clash for them, 
but I think in the end, the person Mowgli ends up becoming toward the end of the film, the one that is able to fight off Shere Khan is because he kind of is the in-between of the two characters. Hmm. Any, uh, any thoughts on this one? I need to go back and watch. Yeah, your thoughts are that you need to yeah. go back. The, the, the live action and animation hybrid uh, from 2016 is, I think, I think it's pretty good. It, it adds things where things needed to be added and it kind of trims the fat where there is a little bit of excess in the original animated movie. Um, and, and you can't go wrong with Christopher Walken sing talking. I want to be like you as a giant orangutan as he's trying to kill a little boy. That, that, that is a scene that it's, uh, that, that can't be missed. So let's move on to number three, um, an example from my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Coxworth and Lumiere from 1991's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and they are co-parenting who? I would say the Beast. The, the Beast, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Along, along with Mrs. Potts, I mean, right? Yeah. There, it's like it's a three-parent so relationship it's a here. Village. You got Madame Grand Delabouche. Oh yes, the wardrobe. Yeah, the I I think that's just her name in the Broadway show. Oh. But but yes, the the wardrobe. She in the animated movie doesn't really leave Belle's room. Yeah. Uh, other than when she like in Human Again in the special edition version, like dives off the balcony into the like pool or whatever. Um, but, but no, yeah, definitely Cogsworth and Lumiere are doing the, the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And what do we want? Especially because his parents are apparently dead. Dead or? I don't think they're really. Sick or? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean. They're just MIA. Yeah. When he's a little kid. Yeah. Good job, French royalty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, I mean, they're trying to take on that role of a parent though, right? The three of, all three of them. Um, but what dynamic do we see again with these two characters? Oh, I mean, definitely. It's you got Lumiere, who is the the little snarky one, and then Cogsworth is the the soft, like I think I want to say Bear Daddy. Is the, <laughs> as we go down this list, the and I mean, but this one's interesting because I mean, Lumiere is definitely the more flamboyant yes pun intended of the two um but he's the more carefree one in this situation mm -hmm. right he's kind of yeah. that baloo type of character um he's like a ah, master everything is gonna be okay he's the one that wants to give this huge extravagant dinner to bell uh and cogsworth is the one that's like neurotic and more concerned with order and yep. and the rules and safety um in particular, I think there's some backstory we didn't, we're not getting. Cogsworth, for whatever reason, is more afraid of Beast mm. than Lumiere is. I mean, we literally <laughs> see him get like tossed aside and his like intestines go out. Oh, his gears like yeah. pop out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Beast growls at him. Um, yeah, I'd be afraid too. Well, when you're a tiny clock man and yeah. you're trying to take care of a big burly buffalo man uh uh yeah you could get smashed <laughs> um 
Next up, we have, I think, what everybody probably would have thought of when we oh, brought up this topic. Uh, I think uh, the, the last three are kind of your quintessential gay Disney dads. But next we have, in from 1994's The Lion King. My favorite movie. Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, like, of course. When, when you, you know, when your dad dies, and, or when your dad's murdered, rather, yeah, <laughs> and you run away from the kingdom. What else can you do but be raised by two gay hippies living in the in living the off the land, living off the land in yep. the jungle? Yeah, um, I think what I find the most interesting about these two is they very much represent kind of um, the anti-establishment aspect of being queer right mm -hmm. they they are i mean they have a whole That's song kind of about no is, worries yeah. yeah about not really being concerned live your life live your life the way you want to yeah and even to the point where the convention of like food and consumption that simba has learned they try to unteach him that right he it knows hunting which we get a whole scene about earlier in the movie with with Mufasa. He knows hunting and being a carnivore in the traditional sense. But they are like, nah, we're going to eat grub. We just, we find the bugs and we slurp them up. And it is definitely, but, the, but in the end, I guess Simba is like in the middle because he comes back to the pride. Yeah. But he brings his gay dads with him. Well, I think if we if we go to Lion King one and a half, <laughs> we can see the othering of. Tomorrow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The I we mean, we get a little like, bit of that in, out of his society. And... Yeah, for Pumbaa, we get we get it through Hakuna Matata, right? Yeah, you get he sings about like the his nobody yeah his, his flatulence and how that kind of made him an outcast but yeah we get Everybody a lot does. of timon's backstory for why he didn't fit in with the other meerkats in lion king one and a half for sure and it kind of adds to the queer coding with those yeah. characters um when when you're two people who fell outside in your community who find each other and you find something in common. I mean, that's a gay, yeah. that's a gay love story. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, and uh, to add on top of that, we have Timon voiced by like the amazing Nathan, uh, Nathan Lane, Lane in the original animated movie and a gay actor. And then gay icon. Yeah. A gay icon. And then we have Billy Eichner, another openly gay yes. actor voice him for the, the, "Quote unquote live action mm -hmm. remake. Um, it's a video game remake, but <laughs> it, it was pretty. Uh, it it's pretty, yeah. <laughs> even it's proof that even John Favreau is human and fallible. True. The I, I just can't get over that they gave that they got rid of. Be prepared. I'll never mm. never understand that. And it's not like." Chuatal Ejiofor does not have the theatrical like 
nature to him to pull off be prepared Speaking i guess of, he can't measure up to another gay icon jeremy yeah. irons is that what you were gonna i was gonna say and we can pull in i i think the gunko the evil gunko oh that's a whole nother podcast yeah. episode um the gay disney villain yes. coding yeah for sure um <laughs> gunko scar yes Yo. um uh, next we're going to move to our one pixar movie in the list mm. uh in 2001 we got monsters inc i remember seeing this in theaters as a kid uh i also remember the vhs tape was blue mm -hmm. i don't know if you do, I do remember uh, that you do remember i don't that? think i okay. ever saw it in theaters but i remember going to the the rental store the rentals the you know, can we say Black no well, i grew up in a small town so we oh didn't, okay we didn't have one. <laughs> this is like an off-brand rental store like a, a family video yeah. or something like that. yeah but i remember i remember the blue the VHS. blue VHS tape, yeah. yeah. It was like the orange tapes the, of uh, the, the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon movies, yep. like Rugrats. Yeah, so we have Mike and Sully um, from Monsters, Inc. Yes. And here we really get the the bear the bear dad in Sully is the, the, the very, like, caring one. Um, and then we get Mike as the more the shorter neurotic yep. of the two um kind of like us kind of like us <laughs> are you the you're the mike and i'm the sully yeah in this um <laughs> i'll take that i'll take that uh i i guess i can be scary sometimes and cuddly other times um with monsters inc i think like the most romantic well I think the perfect co-parenting scene is them trying to get Boo to get a bed yes. toward the beginning yeah. of the movie. The <laughs> they, mm -hmm. the Mike wearing the oven mitts and the 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 snorkel mask <laughs> and trying to get her into bed and Sully putting down the little Fruit Loops. Um, but I think in terms of their their relationship with each other as friends, or if you want to read it as a romance. Uh, Celia who uh, the <laughs> is Mike putting the door together uh, for Sully like he he went through all of that scrap and got all those splinters on his hands like you could see all the band-aids on his hands at the end of that movie to put that door together and yeah you could read it as like he knows that Boo is really important to Sully and he wants Sully to be able to to visit Boo again, but like someone doesn't go through all of that trouble for a friend. No. The, even if there's no romantic aspect to their relationship, they are definitely more than just friends. They see each other as something special. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't. If have I didn't you. have you, yeah, that whole song. Yeah. Very. <laughs> very, yeah. very gay. Yeah. Oh. Just roommates. I'm Just roommates. Um, and now. And then I, I have to say that I, I really liked Monsters University. I know it gets a. <laughs> Speaking of them just yeah, being roommates, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like getting the origin story and their, their history and everything. So. Well, and that kind of builds into that relationship too, and that's in that movie because you get the the building of their relationship and how 
their true partners yeah. um, at work and as friends because mm. they they can lean friends with quotation marks sure uh, and they, because they lean on each other right Sully needs Mike to help kind of give him direction and help organize things for him and Mike needs Sully to kind of give him that extra push that extra courage that Mike is kind of lacking at some times. Mm -hmm. um, our last couple on here kind of overlaps with what we were talking about with Scar. They are both gay Disney dads and gunkles in a way. <laughs> um, that is Jumba and Pleakley uh, from 2002's Lilo and Stitch. I would argue they co-parent Stitch. In some regards, no offense to Nani. Sorry. Yeah. I love Nani. She's one of my favorite Disney characters. But they co-parent uh, Lilo. And also, I guess, in the animated series, they co-parent slash find and capture and find new homes for the other experiments. Stitches, yeah, cousins. Yeah. 20-something. Yeah, 628, I believe. That's a or lot 29. of children. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and it definitely, it, we also get our enemy, enemies to lovers trope, right? Because yep. <laughs> um, Jumba and Fleekly are reluctant partners at, at the beginning of our movie. I mean, Jumba is this it doesn't take them mad long, scientist uh, criminal and Fleekly is, uh, Fleekly is a biologist, I guess, is what you well, he works for like the 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 military or the government, um, but he's studying ecosystems. Yeah. So I yeah, he's like an ecologist, I yeah. suppose. It's the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes, study. yeah. Um, and I mean, you can't get nerd gayer than these two. Oh yeah. Because not only do they, they slowly learn to to work together they're always in drag yep. like pleakley in particular like they could very well just both be lilo's uncles in disguise i'm using air quotes right now no but they choose to they choose to dress Pleak up as a couple pleakley chooses to dress as an earth woman and they are always a couple yep. in disguise i believe there is an episode where they actually like uh fake a marriage um for the for plot reasons of course of course uh <laughs> no, green yeah card marriage yeah and uh and they they their cover is that they are lilo's aunt and uncle like the and but yet pleakley still uses like he him pronouns when uh with the family so it's definitely like a very queer storyline yeah. um and also a beautiful storyline about like co-parenting for the bio like a biological parent and a step parent too because you have jumba created stitch and pleakley has come to learn who stitch is later in stitch's life i, I don't know how long Stitch has been alive at the beginning of the yeah. movie but uh it we we see them learn to kind of work together in that regard 
I think, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think they make a more functional family in a lot of ways than, again, no offense to Nani. Well, I think that whole family only works because of all the parts. Yeah. You need Lilo, Stitch, Nani, and David. David's an important part of that family, too. And Jamba and Pleakley. And Mr. Bubbles. Uh, yeah, Mr. Bubbles is Cobra Bubbles and, is yeah. part of that family. Yeah, um, and I guess Gantu is the the questionable uncle. Hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he lives out in the jungle in his crashed ship and uh, gets in the way all the time. Um, so, any last minute thoughts about our little list here of our gay Disney dads? I mean, I think the takeaway from this is everyone always talks about how. Uh, Disney is about family values, and I think we, we've seen that all along. Uh, Disney has always uh, presented families that may not look like the traditional uh, mom and dad family, and so there's a long history of them doing that, um, I think, with what's yeah, going on I now. F- I feel like this list showed us there's more gay Disney yeah. dads than there are, like, real dad they they kill the the heterosexual parents all the so now yeah now we're just moving into an era where disney no is longer explicitly has to, doing yeah, that they, instead they of don't being just coding. have the queer code characters or queer base they can actually yeah. give proper representation but i don't think they've been ignoring that community i think we've gotten representation for decades so yeah i think that's a that's very well put um so here on uh, Pop Culture Faith, I, I like my listeners to get some more recommendations of great entertainment. And so as my guest this week, uh, Han or Zach, I want to ask you, do you have any entertainment recommendations for my listeners? Uh, sure. Well, uh, in the spirit of talking about gay dads, uh, I will recommend from the true crime uh, side of things. Yes, we, you didn't mention that at the beginning, but yes, true crime, true is, crime is true also crime is something that you love. Action. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so from the true crime side of things, uh, the show The Staircase on HBO Max uh, covers a true crime. Uh, and um, the other one I would say would be uh, The Birdcage, the greatest uh, gay dad story of Yeah, we time. got Jeannie Robin, and yeah, Simone. Robin Williams and <laughs> so uh, yeah, so if you want to celebrate gay dads, uh, go watch The Birdcage. Yes, very well put. Well, thank you, Han. Thank you, Zach, for being my guest uh, this week on Pop Culture Fate. So for my weekly recommendations this week, I have three recommendations uh, to share. First, my comics recommendation is if you are at all enjoying Ms. Marvel so far on Disney+, Plus, please go back and read uh, Kamala's original 2014-2015 Ms. Marvel run, which was written by G. Willow Wilson. You will get a sense of who she really is at her core as a character, her personality, and also, it's always just fun to kind of know where the characters came from that we're meeting in the MCU. My TV recommendation for this week 
it just wrapped on Disney Plus this week with its sixth episode, and that is Obi Wan Kenobi. I think my guests this week would agree that uh, the series wrapped up in a satisfying way with its sixth and final episode. I'm kind of hoping that maybe we get to see a little bit more from this series with the second season, but I think. If you have not kind of gotten on board yet with Obi-Wan Kenobi, or maybe you fell off after the second or third episode, sit down, watch all six together, and you'll find it to be a pleasurable viewing experience. And then lastly, my film recommendation for this week, in fitting with the topic for this week, I recommend re-watching the amazing Pixar film, Monsters, Inc., I think it often is kind of forgotten about as a Pixar movie. People are always talking about Up and WALL-E as the more um, kind of like Oscar-worthy Pixar films, or people are talking about the newer entries like Soul and Turning Red, or they're talking about Toy Story. And so Monsters, Inc. is often kind of forgotten in the shuffle. So go watch it, rewatch it, enjoy the dynamic between Mike and Sully as gay Disney dads. So I hope today's Father Day episode about gay Disney dads with our guest host, Zach Marion, gave you something to ponder today. Once again, I am Miller C. Lashbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Mill C. Lashbrook on Instagram at Miller C. Lashbrook. And for more Pop Culture Fay, you can head to my website, popculturefay.com, for blog posts and more content. Have a fantastic day, and I hope to find you the next time you wander into the forest of the Pop Culture Fay.